Marco D'Angelo, wagertalk.com. And of course, one of our handicapper extraordinaires joins us on a Monday. What is up, my friend? Oh, it's good. It was. Uh, was there any interesting games over the weekend? Well, uh, there was a. <laughs> there was one particular game that uh, I had uh, mentioned. We played some highlights in hour number one that uh, that I know that you were interested in. Jay Schrader was interested in, and I got to admit, I mean, raise your hand if you gave up on the game. Uh, maybe less than an hour into it. Come on now, where's those hands up? Well, who's got? Uh, oh, is that you in the back, Marco? Is, it, is that your hand raised? Uh, yeah. Over behind the chicken wing line? <laughs> yeah. Don't don't make me take a screenshot of all the abuse I took in the first half <laughs> uh, from you and Jay. <laughs> this is true. Yeah, obviously, you know, Jay was texting me, so of course I had to stir up the pot a little bit, you know, like you traditionally do. And uh yeah, I mean uh we, I think everybody figured that you were, you were done. You're cold turkey. You're dead as fried chicken as, uh, as, uh, Samuel Jackson said in Pulp Fiction, you know? Uh, it, it was not a good, uh, I sent you a picture right as the game was starting because <laughs> I had a hockey game to go to. So, yep. you know, me and the missus went to one of our favorite bar spots. We had some wings before the game and I watched the begin. My plan was to watch the first half of the football game and we're talking Chargers and Jacksonville and then head on down to T-Mobile and well I'll tell you what I barely got a, you know, one chicken wing down and you know what happened I mean it was 24 nothing before I could blink my eyes and uh, they didn't taste as good as they normally do <laughs> So talk about being on that side of it. I mean, it's just like every time we we go through this and as as betters, you know that you have one of these type of games and and you just figure okay, it's like it, it it's done. I'm done. Were you thinking that okay, well maybe if they score maybe once before halftime or if they score, you know, maybe one time early third quarter that I still got an outside shot or did you seriously just just punt early on? I did, I wrote it off. I to be honest with you, I did not look at the score until we were like at the end of a, an intermission and uh, at the hockey game, and I looked and I saw that they scored right before the half. That Jacksonville got that touchdown, and I said, you know that you know that's the best thing that could happen. A little bit of momentum going into the locker room, you know, see what happens. And but I never looked at a score until late in the fourth quarter, uh, midway through the fourth quarter, and I started getting a couple texts from some people, and then, you know, it kept getting closer and closer, and then, so now I'm at the game, and I'm trying to log on uh, to app to watch the game through my direct TV right. at T-Mobile, and, you know, Apparently, everybody was doing the same thing at the same time because I kept getting knocked off the Wi-Fi at T-Mobile. Mm. And uh, it would always freeze on a third down, <laughs> a crucial third down. It, it was torture, but uh, do you know uh, I, I had our, our boy, um, you know, Ralph Michaels. He runs the database. Do you know what the record is of teams since – this is all NFL games, not just playoffs – all NFL games, teams that are minus five in turnovers, what their record is in those games since 1989? I can't even begin to guess. Astronomical. Seven wins, 169 losses, and one tie. Wow. Wow. Insane. And, and you know, while 
this is is unfolding. We're we're talking about this. You know, this reminded me of the story that I brought up Friday with when Jay. Uh, Schrader w- was there with us because Jay and I were watching, or actually just, we didn't have the game on. We were, um, you know, at the, the Pac 12 championship game and I had the Vikings and that was that Vikings Colts game where just like you, I gave up on the game. I said, I left the house, said, forget it. It's done. And then I don't know what either Jay, I think Jay checked the score and he goes, Oh, they finally scored. And at that point in time, it was like 33 to seven or 33 to 14 or something like that. So I still didn't pay any attention to it. And it wasn't until, uh, he goes, Hey, they got, you know, they're, they're now down like 22 or something like that. I go, then I started like watching it and I was like, Oh, wait a minute. Now they got to stop. Oh, they scored again. They got another stop. They scored again. And then all of a sudden I just, you know, couldn't take my eyes off it. And again, we were in a suite there at Allegiant stadium, but we didn't have the remote control. So we couldn't watch the game. So we're watching the game on the TV that is in front of us. The Pac-12 championship game, you know, they're like, what, what is this? You know, I don't want to see this. So it was, it was, it was crazy. So I was like just glued to that thing. And I had the Vikings on the money line and they covered, they didn't cover the regular line, but typical Vikings. But so I kind of felt after this game was over on Saturday night that, that I had a flashback to that. And I could only imagine that I bet this is how Marco felt when I felt that day. Absolutely. And, but, you know, going back and then looking, you know, watching, you know, the highlights after the game and looking at the box score, how does Eckler only have 13 carries in a game that you are up 27 nothing? Well, we know that they don't run the ball to begin with anyway. That's why they're one of the, the lowest rushing teams in all of football. And even though they have Eckler, he doesn't carry the, he's not like a bell cow. So it's crazy. You're right. But then again, this is Brandon Staley. This is who he is. The king of going for it on fourth down, king of going for it, fourth in his own territory. He didn't do this nonsense this time, but you know, we saw how many times we saw him, you know, botch things up last year. It probably cost him a playoff, uh, a spot. But then, you know, this game, it was just poor mismanagement. And again, lack of motivation and just letting, letting his team tighten up. This tighten up. And they didn't do nothing to correct it at all. No adjustments. And how many times in when we're breaking games down, TC, do I say to you, this team runs the football well, which is something I like if I have a lead because this team knows how to protect. You know, yep. when they're trying to protect the lead and kill clock, they're doing what they do well, so they can actually extend the lead. But if you have a team that relies on the pass and, you know, then they try to kill clock, that doesn't work. That was a perfect example of what I what I always talk about in that situation. Marco D'Angelo uh, joins us, who swept home the uh, Jacksonville Jaguars winner on Saturday night. Okay, how'd the rest of the weekend go for you? How'd, how'd Sunday go for you? Sunday didn't go uh, well for me. My top play was uh, Minnesota and Kirk uh, Kudos to the giant coaching staff. Okay, you you got to give credit where credits due, and that Minnesota defense is just horrid. I mean, when you make Daniel Jones look as good as he did yesterday, you you've got serious defensive problems. Um, we'll see what happens this week with the Giants as they move on. I did uh, have a, I cashed a second half of a teaser as well yesterday. I had teased the uh, Jacksonville. 
Uh, I had him obviously, you know, straight in the game plus two and a half, and then I also teased him to eight and a half on Saturday. But I teased him with, and we ended up both winning this one, the Cincinnati Baltimore game. Right. You went with Cincinnati down. I took Baltimore up. I'm thinking I know all the injuries and everything else, but this is, you know, Coach Harbaugh. This is a defensive team. This is a team that does run the football and going to shorten the game. I didn't see them getting blown out by two scores and getting it up to 14 and a half on the teaser. That's the direction I went. But, you know, man, did, you know, I, I feel bad for Tyler Huntley, you know, with the goal line situation there, but I got to go to, Harbaugh and asked the question, how does Dobbins not touch the ball in four tries? Not only that, but really not, you know, touching it more than the 13 times that he carried in. We had talked about this in the first hour and it bears repeating that JK Dobbins was not happy after the game. He was very vocal um, about that he only carried the ball 13 times for 62 yards and did not get uh, another red zone carry after scoring that two-yard touchdown in the second quarter. Baltimore, like you said, they ran the three plays inside the Bengals' three-yard line, and none of them featured Dobbins. And here is his quote on the Tyler Huntley fumble. He says, he should have never been in that situation. He goes, I don't get a single carry, not a single carry. He goes, he should have never been in that situation. I believe I would have put the ball in the end zone again. He goes, I'm a guy who feels like I should be on the field all the time. It's the playoffs. Why am I not out there? I should be the guy. I'm tired of holding this back. I'm a playmaker. I'm a guy that my teammates feed off of me when I'm on the field. Now, a lot of people are not going to like to hear that, especially his own teammates, but we really can't argue with the guy, can you? I mean, he, he, he should. This is like Marshawn Lynch esque, remember? You know, going back to that Super Bowl, uh, you know, Seahawks and Patriots. Yep. I agree with you 100%. Um, he should have gotten the ball, and I would rather have a player like Dobbins that, you know, is vocal and, you know, showing some life. You know, I know it's a touchy situation with what's going to happen in the offseason with Baltimore. Um, I don't know that this relationship with everything that's going on is going to be solved, and I'm talking, obviously, the the contract with Lamar Jackson. If you're hurt, you're hurt. I'm, you know, I'm never going to tell a player that they, you know, because we know what happened to, you know, RG3, that playoff game against Seattle. But here's the thing. Why wasn't he with the team? That's the part I have a problem with. You've got a young quarterback that, you know, okay, you can't get on the field for your team. I get that. You're, you're injured. But why are you not there on the sideline to help mentor him and be another set of eyes? I lost a lot of respect for him not being on the sidelines for this game. You are 100% uh, correct with that. And this just goes to show you who Lamar Jackson is. And again, I those that, that know me or listen, they know I'm not a fan of Lamar. I never was a fan of him at Louisville. And when he got here in the NFL, I I, I questioned how good a quarterback he could be because of his lack of, of smarts and leadership skills. He's an amazing athlete. There's no question about it. But no, this thing, and we talked about it on Friday, and I think I posed the question to you and Jay. Do you, do you think that this is, you know, something, this is more about a contract situation than the injury? Is he really that hurt? And he probably just didn't want to hear the questions, but you're right though, Marco, for John Harbaugh not to say, no, what are you talking? About? You're, you're on this plane. You're, you're going to this game. Are you kidding me? You're going to be there because if they win, well, what about the possibility of maybe 
him playing. Whether he's out or not, remember they've been stringing everyone along week by week by week for the last seven weeks. Why not just 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 have him there? So that tells me that there's a major problem with him and this organization, probably him and this uh, locker room, because we talked about it last Friday. That okay, is this has this seeped into the locker room now because of what Sammy Watkins said? He said, "Man, hey, I'm I, I'm here to to play football. I'm here, best chance to to win. And you can't be here. We're we're all hurt at this point in time of the year. So I think this kind of tells us more uh, about." who Lamar Jackson is and the problems that he's going, uh, what's going on with him and this football team. And if you're, and if he doesn't sign with Baltimore, what kind of message did he just put out? Do you, is this the guy you want leading your team? Mm-hmm. If you're another GM looking, okay, let's go after him. I mean, I don't know that to me, we always talk about there's no eye in team, but boy, Lamar Jackson just put a big old eye in that because this, that was a selfish move. I'm, you know, I'm sorry. If he's hurt, I don't have a problem with that. But man, he should have been on the sidelines there. I, that, I, I can't, I don't know that they come back from that. And for me, being, you know, obviously, you know, this division I follow very closely, obviously, because of my, you know, Steelers and that. Um, this is a good thing for the rest of the division because Baltimore has been one of those teams that, like the Steelers, that have always had continuity, you know, as far as ownership, players, and everything. You don't have all that drama. I mean, I know we've had some isolated incidents over the years with them. I, I, you know, I can't say no, no team is exempt from that, but this has been a solid organization, uh, under Harbaugh. I don't know they come back from this. This is not, I don't think this is a marriage that can be fixed. So, with more of Lamar Jackson. So he sends out this tweet uh, earlier today. When you, and you can try to make what you want of this. When you have something good, you don't play with it. You don't take chances losing it. You don't neglect it. When you have something good, you pour into it. You appreciate it because when you take care of something good, that good things take care of you too. Statement from Lamar Jackson, right? Uh, this is a, clearly a shot at the Baltimore Ravens. Pay that man his money. Yeah. yeah. I would not pay him his money. <laughs> exactly. I, I would say there's the door, and you know what? Don't hit you on the way out, you yeah, know? Yeah. I mean, think about this. Since the, the Ravens drafted Lamar Jackson, the Ravens have won eight of 22 games without him. All right, thirty. That's thirty-six percent, and uh, forty-six and nineteen with him. But you know what? The guy didn't win a playoff game until I think what was it last year? Whatever. He's won one. I believe, right? No. It's zero or one. I mean, so no. You know, good good luck uh, down the road again. I don't want a selfish guy like that. I don't want a guy that's limited. That's a limited thrower. And let's be honest, this guy's injury prone. Uh, his better days are probably behind him. That's that's my thoughts. Or he's going to have to alter his style of play. No, never which, happen. Never. Which, right, which that's his whole thing. It's because he's not a great pocket passer and so forth. So, yeah, uh, we'll be interesting to see where it goes. It'll be interesting to see if Staley, uh, you know, I, I I lean to think that Staley stays in, you know, L.A., 
Uh, but man, I'll tell you what, I, I would be wheeling up the uh, Brinks truck, uh, talking to Sean Payton right now. Right. <laughs> if, if I was the ownership of, of the Chargers, let's talk a little bit about the Buffalo game. Obviously, the highest spread on the board at 14, and Buffalo hangs on for a 34 31 victory. They jump out 17 nothing. Miami comes back, but basically, the only reason they came back wasn't due to Skylar Thompson because he wasn't very good at all. The Dolphins only had 220 yards in total offense, and they scored 31 points. Well, they scored 24 offensively, seven. They got uh, the strip sack from Josh Allen. But this was more at it, uh, the, the lack of quality play from Buffalo here, Marco. I mean, Josh Allen was not good. He got sacked seven times. I mean, that sounds crazy, but Josh Allen, the guy who you know, will, will take off and run with the best of them, got sacked seven times. He had three turnovers, two interceptions, one fumble, the strip sack, returned for a touchdown. How concerning is this? If you're a Buffalo Bills fan, you know, from what we watched at home against an opponent, you should have shellacked. Well, for me, TC, this is something that's not new. We've seen this in several games from the Buffalo Bills this year. They one week look like they are a lock to get to the Super Bowl and actually win the Super Bowl. And then they have games, they had a, you know, they had one against the Jets like that, where they seem to play down to the level of the competition, or Josh Allen has that one, you know, where he tries to be, you know, the gunslinger and put one too many passes into a tight window and something bad happens. My takeaway is this week is going to be what, uh, you know, the tell all for, for Buffalo, because let's be honest. Once you knew that it's not Tua, he was ruled out first. Then you knew Teddy Bridgewater couldn't even grip the football. Not going to be him. And you're facing Skylar Thompson. You had to have a mental letdown because it's like, you know, we just got a first-round bye. Even though only one team out of each conference gets right. a bye, we just got one because Miami, there's no way they can come in here with Skylar Thompson and beat us. I think that was part of the mentality that was a mistake for Buffalo. And the other thing is maybe we didn't put enough emphasis on how emotional last week's game was after you know, what happened on that Monday night football game. That was the first game they played. You know, they got the word that, you know, he's going to be, DeMar's going to be okay, and that it still was emotional, the the opening kickoff run back and everything else. Maybe that left a little, took a little bit out of the tank, the combination of looking past Miami and being let down. Now, I wish they were playing anybody other than Cincinnati this week, because to be honest with you, this would have been a game where I would have been all over Buffalo for sure. I still probably will. I haven't confirmed what I'm doing yet because I generally like in the playoffs, TC, when you have one of the premier teams have that scare game, and it seems like every year there's one of those, they come back and respond well the next week when they survived the game that maybe they should have lost. And, you know, that was part of my thinking of why I like Jacksonville this week. You know, they had their playoff game, so to speak, the week before when they snuck in past Tennessee. Uh, Buffalo is lucky to be alive. 
Yeah, yeah. And, you know, to your point there, you can even say that Jacksonville kind of approached that same thing where they slept walk through the first half because they came off that big emotional high to get in the playoffs. And like you said, you know, basically played a playoff game in their last regular season win against Tennessee. So, yeah, I was thinking that exact same thing. But then you give look at Buffalo. Well, the reason why I think I will play them against Cincinnati is because the way they did respond. Okay. I mean, that stadium was eerily quiet while Miami was going this run because it was like, are, are you kidding me? We're, we're, we're tensing up here because we shouldn't be tensing up. I mean, heck, we should, we should be handling these guys. It should be no problem, but they did answer the bell in the fourth quarter and they did come back. So I'm with you. I think it's that scare, but I did not like what I saw from Sean McDermott at all. Did not like uh, that. You know, burning the timeouts and just, again, the, the sloppy play and the penalties. So hopefully they get it out of their system, Marco. But you're right. We have seen this from Buffalo. And, you know, Buffalo is a team, they, sh- you know, they have never won anything. So you wouldn't feel like, okay, that they feel like they should be on cruise control like we've seen Kansas City do. We've seen Kansas City get through this week after week after week and say, okay, you know, it's kind of like the Warriors in the NBA, you know, when they were going through their magical run, you know, and it's like, okay, we know we can beat anybody at any given time. Now it's time to put the, the pedal to the metal here. So that was a little disturbing for Buffalo because again, they, they had a little bit of that Kansas City mindset and, you know, Kansas City, I get it because I mean, they know they're the best team in the AFC and we see them go through some lulls and they always answer the bell. And, uh, you know, the books, um, you know, the guys that you did the money line parlays and we joked about it, you know, when we were at Westgate on, you know, Friday, I said, is there anybody that hasn't taken, you know, the, the money line parlay with all the big, you know, favorites. Uh, and if they, the books needed one team to, you know, lose outright, uh, it helped them that Baltimore at least, uh, or not Baltimore, that, uh, Buffalo didn't cover the line. They didn't cover the teaser. So it, you know, it wrecked a lot of the stuff, but, the money line, if they go down, and the books would have had a monster week. Right. Marco, Trust me. Marco D'Angelo joins us, wagertalk.com. You can go to wagertalk.com, get uh, Marco's plays uh, no matter what the sport is. And, of course, uh, Marco, a uh, key member of our team here, joins us on Mondays and Fridays. All right, Marco, so we know going to tonight's game, we've got – Tampa Bay and Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys have 35 playoff wins. Tom Brady, the quarterback of the Bucks, has 35 playoff wins. <laughs> Where does 36 go tonight? Who's, who, who gets 36 on their side? Well, it, it, you want to look at history, you go with Tom Brady. If you want to look at the numbers for the current season, and I know everybody is just making too much out of Dallas last week and how bad they played when, you know, they had a chance, you know, to still catch Philadelphia. Philadelphia was not going to lose last week to the Giants. It was a double-digit favorite when the Giants just clinched their playoff spot the week before. Uh, Philadelphia was a team, if there was any team, that needed that bye week, it was Philadelphia, and they weren't losing it at home to secure that. You look at the whole body of work. Tampa can't score points. They, you know, Tom Brady had one really big game, and it was the game they needed, and that's why everybody is making a big deal about you, you can't buck Tom Brady at home because he won the Carolina game. Carolina was a great story to be in that position you know, the second to last game of the season, winner goes to the playoffs. Uh, they just weren't, you know, you give Tom Brady the experience there, he found a way. 
This is, and that's a team, Carolina, that doesn't have an offense like Dallas. How is Tampa going to trade points with Dallas? I know that Dak has turned the football over, and that has been a problem. But even with all the times he turns the football over, this is a team that still scores points even when they turn the football over. I don't know how Tampa does it. Tampa cannot run the football. It makes them one-dimensional. And you get any team one-dimensional, they're at a huge, huge disadvantage. And when you got a quarterback, I'll do respect. I mean, Father Time's undefeated, okay? He's never lost. Tom Brady cannot move in the pocket, okay? And he's not a threat to run. So he's a sitting duck when he's in bad down and distances. I'm going with Dallas tonight. I've laid the two and a half points. I played it early in the week at two and a half. It's, I've seen some threes pop up around town. Uh, it even money if you have to lay the three. But I like Dallas to get the job done. And I know there's a lot, and I can't disagree with, you know, the teaser. I mean, this is a, a lot of people have teasers going. I'm sure when you uh, talk to Chuck uh, later, he's going to tell you, that, you know, hey, we got a lot of, you know, liability on, you know, the teaser up to eight and a half because that's the proper way to tease the game. Uh, you would think that Tom's not going to get blown out. But if they fall down by, you know, two touchdowns, and remember, you know, they've had games where they, they fell down and had to come back. I remember the Monday night game against the Saints. They should not have won that game. But Tom found a way to keep them in it. But I'm going Cowboys. I'm with you, Marco. Uh, again, Dallas is the better team. They, they've won four more games than, than Tampa. And because the Tampa is in that uh, putrid division, uh, that's the only reason they're hosting this game. And if you go back and you look, and what, and what got me on Dallas, again, I don't think e- either one of us are big Dak Prescott guys. I mean, we like, no. I like Brady much better, I like Prescott, but I'm betting the Dallas Cowboys tonight due to the defense. And I think they can give Brady, uh, some problems. Uh, I also think it should hopefully be a low scoring game. Like we talked about Friday, um, because you got two good defenses and that's the way the opener went, you know, when you know, the 19 to three game, uh, earlier, you know, two very good defenses, but here's the thing that people are making way too much out of the Dallas Cowboys not winning the playoff game since January 17th, 1993, almost to the day here. Uh, throw that out the window. The stat that, that I looked at here is that when Dallas comes off of losses, they win though coming off of losses and they usually win pretty big. And to me, I throw out the game against Washington because again, they didn't really need that game. Uh, there was all that, uh, uncertainty whether McCarthy was going to play as starters and then for how long and this and that. This is a totally different beast. And we know the Cowboy fans travel well. There are going to be a lot of Cowboy fans in that building. Not that that means anything, but I just think that Prescott will not be as bad as what we've seen before. And hopefully the Dallas Cowboys defense can keep them in the game. And I think that they will. So I'm with you. I think the right team is favored. And anytime you have a situation like this where the road team in a playoff game is favored, even by by its two and a half points, it's telling you they are the better team. So don't overthink it. Just play the better team and hope that Prescott doesn't kill you. And to add to your uh, stat, with they play well off of a loss, the last two seasons, they are 8-1 against the spread following a loss. And you said and they win by a big margin. The average score in those games, 33-17. to 17. There you go. There you go. It, 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 it hit the sledgehammer to my point there. There it is. I like it. 
<laughs> All right, my friend. Uh, good stuff. Uh, we look forward to, to Friday. Now, I don't know if we're going to be able to get Jay out. I mean, uh, Jay may be secluded right now uh, after after that. But he did say, he goes, listen, I have no problem buying Marco dinner when I blow a – my team blows a 27 nothing lead. So you don't have to worry about him. Uh, but I just think he's a little mourning right now, uh, still shell-shocked. Because this guy was literally, I mean, he, he, he was counting just the number of tortillas that he was going to get with his fajitas there. Am I going to have six? Am I going to have eight? Is it going to be mix and match steak and chicken and corn and flour? I mean, it, it, I, I think that that order was already placed, Marco. Oh, you guys were having fun. I, I mean, the, the the texts that were coming my way, and I expect that from you, and I expect that from Jay, because we have good. But you know what really devastated me? That Numchuck jumped on the bandwagon too. It was kicking me when I was down. That that was I didn't I didn't expect that one from Numchuck. <laughs> That's what Numchuck does. I mean, you should see how terrible Tuesdays are. I mean, I, I don't even know what's going to happen tomorrow because he's going to. Probably let me have it tomorrow. So who knows, man? All right, my friend. Uh, enjoy the game tonight, man. And uh, we're rooting for the same side. So, and do you have a, a quick opinion on the total? I lean to the over in in it, but I am not playing it because I <laughs> the books are praying for one under. Right. They, they, I mean, you know, we talk about it. <laughs> John Q. Public ain't betting unders. <laughs> uh, this is true. Exactly. All right, brother. Hey, thanks. Uh, great stuff uh, again. We'll look forward to seeing you on Friday at the Westgate. All right. I'll see you then. There he is, Marco D'Angelo. He'll be there on Friday at the Superbook.